Hello and welcome to the Atomic Geekdom Podcast. My name is Dave, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. My day was okay. Let's start at the beginning. I woke up. No, we're not going to do that. Um, this is the uh, the Geek Out edition of the podcasts. And before we get started, uh, I just want to wish Atomic Geekdom and everybody that listens and everybody that has contributed a happy three-year birthday. Yay! Uh, we did a little. <laughs> we did a little bit of discussion of it on the podcast that'll be coming out next week. But uh, officially, it was yesterday, Wednesday, the fifteenth, February fifteenth, when we started this whole thing. Tom wrote the very first article for the website about and C- my last. It was about CM Punk, Wait. yeah, and it would be his last. <laughs> it was one and only article. Um, but I'm uh, dedicated. I'm dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that it is about wrestling. Why, I'm what a else, dedicated slacker. What else would it be about but wrestling? Um, but yeah, three years, and we're hoping for many more. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, three years. Yeah, three years and uh, 142 regular episodes and 80 geek outs. So you do the math. Look at that. Three years, and we are less than a month away from meeting face-to-face. And we've known each other longer than that. Longer than that, but we are... Yeah, you know, a month away from finally. That's right. Wait, you've never you've never met Dave in real life? Nope. Oh, I met Dave in real life. That's why Dave and I are best best buds. I'm looking at him throwing down. Am, am I going to get to meet you? Am I going to get to meet you, Johnny? Know, we talked about out it to Wisconsin. Yeah, we talked. We talked about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then we'll get together. We'll get a couple of drinks. I'll, uh, you guys can have your beer, and I will sip on a nice, cold, refreshing apple teeny. Apple teeny. That's right. You're <laughs> damn right. Apple teeny. Or uh, I thought you were going to do the can opening. It's been a while. But nope. uh, joining, <laughs> joining me this evening, you've heard both their voices, but I should give them a proper, full introduction. Uh, Tom is back. Tom, hello. Uh, Tom. Tom is back. I hope your day was well. I, mine was good. Uh, I woke up. Took a poop, went to work, wow. and now I'm here doing work. Tom is back. Hello, friend. Uh, no? Okay. Uh, oh, also, on, Shady. Easy, Shady. Also joining us from a little hiatus from the podcasting gig is pal number one from the Just Two Pals podcast, Johnny. Hi. There he is. He has returned. Yeah. Turn to your earballs. Great. Great to be back. I'm, I'm here. I've missed my pal. I've missed you too, bud. Mm. It is just a cozy love fest today. Yay. Yeah. Oh wait, I woke up this morning and <laughs> did you poop uh, too? Sent my kid off to school. Probably pooped at some point. <laughs> and I can't remember what else I did. Oh, I remember I popped open a nice cold, refreshing Mountain Dew Voltage. You guys, Mountain Dew Voltage is a drink, and when you consume the drink, it fills your body. It consumes so, you. Get on board. Well, mm-hmm. no, that implies an addiction, and it, it, it's not—it's not addictive. It's not habit forming, unless, well, I mean, unless you then need to have one every single day, like I do. Aside that, aside, guys, Mountain Dew Voltage, <laughs> drink it up. It's—it's it's do 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 the do, guys. Hashtag just do pals. It does not sound addictive at all. <laughs> it is not addictive, not addictive, non habit forming. But real quick, though, before we start, let me take my sip because I've been waiting for this for hours. <laughs> she hasn't had a sip of that All right, I feel it. since the last episode of a podcast you recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't had any Mountain Dew Voltage. I only drink Mountain Dew Voltage when I podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's just uh, let's dive headfirst into our geeking out headlines of the week. Um, we can talk best moments. We don't, we're not recapping everything, but, uh, this week only Supergirl and Arrow were new and I know Tom did not get a chance to watch anything, but that's okay. No, I was on night shift. Sorry. Ah, No big deal. Uh, Supergirl dealt. Oh my God. I can't even remember. Uh, I just know what the last part of the episode was because the last bit of the episode was the best part. Um, Supergirl dealt with. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Luthers. Um, dealt with uh, Lena. I think it's Lena Luther and her mother. Lena. Lena. Lena excuse Luther. me. Excuse me. Lena Luther. 
some flashback scenes to Lex being a child playing chess with his mother, and then Lionel bringing home Lena Luther, uh, the offspring of his affair with another woman. Was um, young, childish um, Lex Luthor, was he bald? No. Okay, did he have hair that was red? I can't remember. Lame. But Lionel was bald. I will say this. My my daughter told me very excitedly she has finally caught up, finished Supergirl Season 1, and she was very excited about starting to watch Season 2. So... (sighs) I'll say this, there were some nice Easter eggs later in the episode when they go to, like, Luther headquarters or something. Uh, name drops, too. Black Mercy was name dropped. Oh, cool. And they had it there. The Lex Warsuit was there. In You could see it. It was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, and Mama Luther finds something that she says, oh, we finished it. And they took it. I can't remember if she ever revealed what that was. I don't think it, that, that they did, so... She's now in possession of something probably horrifying. Did they ever, <clears throat> did they finally deal with that whole whether or not Lena can be trusted? Uh, yes. They, she is, she is a good guy. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, they're not doing that. Cliche Mom, dumb Mama Luther was setting her up to look bad. Uh, but it was a good episode with, uh, with Corbin Metallo. Another good episode with Metallo. And, right on. And, and, uh, yeah, the guy that plays Metallo is perfect. So. Uh, it was sweet, good, good stuff. Um, but the yeah, the last last scene was her and Monel, Supergirl and Monel, kind of kind of consummating the relationship and making out, getting some some kissing action. That get, it gets, <laughs> <laughs> but it gets interrupted by a, uh, a fine, dapper looking gentleman who reveals himself to be Mister Mixelplick. Awesome. Uh, played by Peter Gadiat. Gadiat. Uh, anyway. Uh, so that'll be fun next week. He tries to, uh, he, he falls in love with Kara, and so he wants to make her in love with him. So, and it's going to cause all Makes kinds sense. of chaos. So, that'll be pretty good. Pretty good. Is he a, is he a normal sized man? Regular sized dude. Think, yeah. All right. I, I saw a preview for the next episode, and I'm not caught up. I haven't watched the last episode, but, um, I was a little disappointed that he's a normal sized guy. I'm sure he's he's disguised himself. Is my well, point. yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I maybe still, maybe we'll like, see that's him. A, that's a great role that could be filled by. I mean, there are plenty of little people actors out there. That is that what you were, that were you hoping for? A little person that that floats in the air and yeah sits with cross leg. Yeah, yes, yeah, cross legged floating. That's I'll what I really I'll, wanted. A like small friends, Smallville. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. Maybe we'll see it. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a moment when he reverts back to that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, no Flash, no Legends this week. Um, next week is the first part of Flash heading to Gorilla City. I think it's yeah. either, either, either next week or the week after that. I can't remember. Um, but yeah. No, but Arrow was new and Arrow was important. Um the reason why Arrow was so good is because it was an actual episode with actual Oliver Queen and actual Green Arrow. It wasn't something that I felt like was a story that could have been ripped from Batman. or uh, It felt real and natural and something that Oliver Queen would deal with in the panels of his own comic book. Um, it was the origin story of Wild Dog, which was even cooler. I like Wild Dog. I know people don't like him. Um, he does say Hoss a lot. I can never remember his name. I can never remember his name. Just call him Dog. Or Renee. Or Renee. <clears throat> you can call him Renee. Uh, Curtis Holt was the most annoying character in the world in this episode. Mostly. Oh, no. It's because this is a, a, a gun discussion episode. Uh, gun law. Um, and, and Curtis Holt is staunchly against guns, and he makes it clear every time he's on screen. You're wrong. Guns are bad. You're stupid if you think we should bail out guns. And... It was that that kind of extreme behavior, and then Renee is, of course, no guns are okay, and so they're fighting all the time. <laughs> they're fighting all the time, and then I actually enjoyed Felicity because she told them to shut up. Talking about it isn't helping. Um, it's getting us nowhere towards our uh, our goal. Oh, good. And uh, but later, Kurt redeems himself. Curtis Holt redeems himself by telling her. We've become a society who doesn't talk about things anymore in fear of offending one another when. We need to talk to each other to understand each other and not so much talk to each other in order to convince 
the other person they're wrong and change sides or that kind of thing. We need to talk to each other to understand each other. That's pretty deep. Um, that was one of the cool things about the old Green Lantern comics, and, and I <clears> guess actually Rebirth now has been dealing with a couple of them, which which I've liked, which are kind of addressing those political issues um, and, and even, you know, sociopolitical issues that are that people are kind of afraid to put their hands on because then then that means you're taking a stand yeah. and, and siding. You're choosing a side. Polarizing. Because Green Arrow was kind of about, you know, there was that great story about how Hal Jordan was working with Green Arrow and he's like, there was addressing that kind of African-American society and how mm -hmm. that's not really represented, um, you know, with, with how Green Arrow operates. And that was uh, a really cool concept. And I'm glad that they did something like that in the episode. I'm kind of back on board Arrow, but <laughs> I haven't been watching it religiously. No, um, it's, it's slowly getting better. What I was told about the Black Canary stuff bums me out. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love the character. And love what they've done. I, I love somebody, it. Somebody filled me in on what happened, and I think it's so happenstance and so so just just ridiculous. You know what I mean? You're already suspending your disbelief, but this is kind of a ridiculous suspension of belief that around the time they decide, okay, we are going to replace Black Canary because the city needs a Black Canary, all of a sudden now there's this meta with Sonic powers, and that's who they go for, and that's who they just happen to get. It's... Well, no, no. no. Maybe I can. You're, yeah, I don't think you've heard the whole story. They they weren't going to just replace her. Um, it was when uh, you know they did the mid season finale. And it was cliffhanger because Laurel shows up in the Arrow Cave, and then right. we, then we find it was, out it's not it her. Was the evil Laurel, and right, and, and it's because and of then, that. But after that story, that's when they decide that they are going to have a new Black Canary, right? No, they don't decide it. It's because that's what she told Oliver to do is to find another black canary. Well, I, I, okay. But that's semantics the, in the end, what they do is they start looking for another black canary, right? Because, right. Because of, of Laurel's wishes. Yes. Right. Right. I'm just saying when the, when the series decides that's the, that's the story we're going to focus on all of a sudden. Now they hear about this meta with Sonic powers. Well, there's metas everywhere. <laughs> It's too coincidental. I don't. I don't. It doesn't bother me because the actress is good, the character is good. I like the name and how they did that. Uh, the whole thing with the name, where she's been working undercover, so she hasn't used her real name, and she's actually like you know Golden Age Black Canary. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I dig it. I love it a lot. I like that she's there. Um, I like what she brings to what? the group. And in fairness, the Arrow team doesn't go looking for metas like Flash. They they wouldn't have been looking for her all along anyway. They wouldn't have known she was there. Oh no no what what I heard was and again this is just based on what other people have said and then I kind of Wikipedia just to just to be caught up so I kind of know where the show's at. But they there were a couple people I guess they were looking at and none of them really fit the criteria. And then they hear about this this woman who was like an ex cop or whatever and she just happens to have sonic powers. So I know they didn't necessarily approach her because of it, but that when when that was when that kind of I guess information is dropped in someone's lap, they go, "Oh, wait a minute, hold on, that's very coincidental. We're looking for a new Black Canary. This woman's an ex-cop, so she's kind of dedicated to to justice, and she has sonic powers. Booyah!" <laughs> well, the best part about it is, yes, they looked at others, but they weren't good enough. Like there was there was a big argument. Like uh, I can't, I think it was Oliver that kept saying, "Nope, not this one. Nope, not this one." And there was a big thing between all of them. Like even uh, Ragman like brought one up, who's like an Olympian and all this other stuff. And like yeah. he said no, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I just made her up anyway, because just to prove a point that you wouldn't take the best of the best." Yeah, and then he said, "I think his his line was because yeah, just to prove no one was good enough." Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then they. They have to come across this person who is very identical in order for Oliver to even take a look. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of what they were going at. But I get, I get what you're saying. Totally, hundred percent. Understand that it is kind of annoying that way. But I did like her story and how Oliver wasn't able to stop her from killing the guy that killed her partner. She killed him. Um, that's yeah, all. That's cool. And so now she's got she's she's had her her trip to the island as he likes to talk about. Um. So I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going. Uh, I'm definitely not. I'll check it out for myself. And, yeah, yeah. And form and form my own, you know, informed opinion. Sure. Yeah, she right now it's she, just based on what I've heard. From she wasn't one that he went to initially. She's like, oh hey, let me join the team. No, she wanted nothing to do with it. 
Yeah, that too. I think once once yeah. the story came out, and I think he revealed really who he was to her, and and that she kind of was like, okay, I get it now. I get it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, she I'm even, all she even explained I, I, that. I think she brings something. I think she brings something a lot to the show. So In this week's episode, she explains why she's so proficient with her bow staff, which was pretty funny. Um, so. I, like I say, I'm not 100%, you know, stepping into Arrow Waters as I'm loving it again, but it has gotten better. And this last episode about the whole the gun law thing was great. And the fact that uh, Oliver Queen is the one that stopped the bad guy and not Green Arrow uh, was, was kind of a cool moment. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he's like, he locks himself in with this other woman who he's trying to, you know, we're not leaving until we get a good gun thing in place for the city. She, you know, says we can't do gun registry because registry is always going to be bad. You can't do it. And and so he's like, well, we're not going <laughs> to. Are, li- are you listening, Marvel? Are you listening? <laughs> right. <laughs> Your civil wars. <laughs> uh, but and then he, has, he gets a call and it's because this guy, this gunman has showed up in this hospital and he's going to start killing people. And so he's like, I got to go. And you're, you're th- this whole time you're thinking he's going to go show up as the Green Arrow, you know, because the whole team is there. And he's got to go go show up, and he's, he just walks in with his suit, and then the, the, the cops come in behind and tells him to lower the guns, and you're like, oh, all right, interesting. <laughs> guns are bad. Bow and arrows, not so much. Well, that was part of the <laughs> argument. That's part of the argument. Uh, uh, this guy, I think it was the, uh, who says it? Somebody says it to him. You know, you're the reason I'm doing this. Uh, what's the difference between a gun and a weapon besides the fact that mine's more modern? Or a gun, gun and arrow, right. you know? Uh, anyway. Uh, I'm two episodes behind on shield, so I need to get caught up, uh, since I kind of don't have to write those reviews anymore. I'm kind of behind on that. So got to jump back in and see what's going on with yeah. the, L- the LMDs on AOS. I'm still way behind, still way behind, but I found a site where I can get caught up. So, uh, a Is very, it- a very legal Blue? site that we like to, yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a legal site or the ABC app. Right? As in, yeah. As in ABC. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, all right, let's let's jump into what everybody wants to talk about on the internet interwebs. The DC Extended Universe news that we got. First of all, last week we found out that Matt Reeves is the new director of the Batman solo flick, uh, which I'm 100% okay with. He's the guy that directed Cloverfield. He also directed uh, two of the Apes movies, I believe. Um, I, I You know what? I'm all in. Let's do it. Matt Reeves... I, when your name came up after Affleck stepped down, I was I was all on board. I think this is a good thing. Um, I like I like Matt Reeves a lot as a director. Yeah. So if if they if they are gonna continue with the DCEU and the Batman movie, Matt Reeves sounds like a a good choice. Um, and then uh, there's rumors and rumbling from the uh the Hollywood you know websites and stuff like that that like to talk about these things that have their insiders and their sources that Ben Affleck is about to bow out altogether from the role because his last movie wasn't great and uh everybody points to that picture that meme that goes around of you know Cavill talking at a press junket and then you know you see Ben Affleck's face off in the distance just all sad uh, you, you've both seen this one right it's, oh yeah, yeah, not, the sad fleck. The sad fleck. It's flag. not. It's not the funnier one. Is the sad fleck with Lego Batman? That one. That one oh. had me rolling. That was funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. at the same time, when that interview was happening, that's when he was going through his divorce. So, right. I think like, people are reading too much into this. Right, right. But right, right. the the rumor is that he is he does want out. I don't. You know, if he does, he does. They're not going to reboot. They're not going to restart. The recast. Um, I think. I think right now DC and Warner Brothers are all in. Um, they're going to keep going until something catastrophic happens. Because as bad as you want to say that those movies were, they still made a ton of money. Right. So now I guarantee you, if Ben Affleck bows out, there's probably 800 guys in line right now for that role. Right. Right. Um, I don't see them going the way of you know now Dick Grayson takes over the role i think they'll they'll keep it bruce, no. they'll keep it bruce wayne yeah. And, yeah they'll definitely keep it bruce wayne well, now they got to cast someone who who can play that older bruce wayne like ben affleck right then. right 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 uh and he's out there they can find him i think um the other big bis- bit of business came out yesterday and was confirmed today <sighs> i need a deep breath for this one uh warner brothers 
is hard on after Mel Gibson to direct Suicide Squad 2. Now, when I heard that yesterday, I thought there's no chance Mel Gibson's ever going to do it. He hates comic book movies. In fact, I, I got to look up the quote. His exact quote when he saw Batman v Superman was uh, not too great uh, about, about the comic book movie genre. Um, let me find it here. Well, I'm glad you clarified that. If he'd have said that just about that movie, that'd have been okay. But just the whole genre, then that changes things. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's both. Uh, this is at a because he had that movie Hacksaw Ridge come out that he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. critically um, okay. In 2016, he said the superhero film Batman v Superman is a piece of sh. Adding, I'm not interested in that stuff. Do you know the difference between real superheroes and comic book superheroes? Is real superheroes didn't wear spandex. Uh, thanks a lot for that, uh, Mel. <laughs> Adding a whole lot. <laughs> Mel's drinking again. Um, but, so you hear that, you think, oh, there's no way he's going to do this movie, and why would they even want him? Uh, he confirmed today that, yes, they they are in talks to get him to direct the movie. Uh, um, they are. He said, uh, Mel Gibson said himself, uh is the is this getting close to a deal or is it a first date? He says it's kind of a first date. So uh, they're just talking. Other names have popped up, though, to direct Suicide Squad 2. And those names include Daniel Espinosa, who did the Safe House movie. Um, <clears throat> and the Ryan, Ryan Reynolds Denzel Safe House? I believe so. Uh, I just have Safe House written down here. I, I, I think that's it. Yeah. Do, do what you will with that. Um, he was in talks to do the Assassin's Creed movie. He did Easy Money and, yeah, Child 44, and he's going to do Life with Ryan Reynolds. Or he's doing Life with Ryan Reynolds, the movie Life. I mean, I'm interested in seeing that Life movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Other name is Ruben Fleischer. Ruben Fleischer. He, uh, did 30 Minutes or Less, Gangster Squad, and Zombieland. So there's that. Mm. And the name I like a lot, and he's actually a name that was up for uh, two Marvel movies, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man Homecoming, is Jonathan Levine. And he directed one of my favorite comedies about cancer uh, called 50-50. It's a good movie if you have not seen that. He also did The Night Before, which is a comedy, and he did Warm Bodies, that zombie romance movie. I like Warm Bodies. Um, He also did Mike. Oh, he's a producer on Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Uh, I wouldn't mind him, because yeah, like I say, he was also in the running for Doctor Strange and Spider-Man Homecoming, so he's been in, in the talks, in the biz, so uh, any of those three other than Mel Gibson, I'm okay with, <laughs> because of course, it doesn't just end with director, everyone's like, who would you want him to be cast as in the DCEU? Why does he have to be cast as somebody in the movies when he's just up to be director? I I barely want him, I you know, I don't even want him as director, but... You know, I don't. I definitely don't want him in the movie. Why not? Because well, I don't. He's just insane. Well, He's but, lost his mind. Um, has he though? I mean, I know he went like. I mean, he did some really shitty th- or said at least some really shitty things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as directing goes, I mean, he's always been top notch director. He's he puts out quality films when he directs. I don't know. So is it is is it because you is it because you're 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 uh, you, you don't appreciate the stuff that he said in the past? Yeah, that's that makes part you of it. Think, I, you know, that's that makes part you think he couldn't be a good director for it, this. It's part of it, but I have not really liked any movie he's directed yet. Um, I'm going to watch. Hacks, really? I'm going to watch Ever? Hacksaw Ridge. Not recently. Oh, okay. Recently. All right. Uh, I'm going to try Hacksaw Ridge because I like the cast that's in it. Um, he hasn't done a movie since it was the the Beaver was one of the last ones he did, and even that was pretty good. Yeah, I and mean, then before that, Apocalypto, which again was pretty good. That was yeah. two thousand six. Didn't like didn't like either of those. Didn't like um. What's you didn't one? like Apocalypto? Oh no, I did not like that movie at all. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. Really, I like Apocalypto. Huh. Uh, Passion of Christ didn't like. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe he'll be in signs. All right. Maybe he'll be in signs too. <laughs> no, no. Hmm. All right. 
yeah, I don't know. We'll wait and see. I, I don't see it happening, but it could happen. I mean, in a day, he confirmed it's happening so that they're talking to him. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, all right. That's all I got for the DCEU. Good luck, Mel. Now, as long as you direct and we get to hear you talk in that Australian accent. Oh, nobody? All right. You guys are killing me. <laughs> um, Marvel news. All I got is news that's not really news. Michael Douglas confirmed he'll be back for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all assumed that was happening anyway. Uh, I can't wait for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Random new movie news. I've got two casting announcements from Jurassic World 2, which is set to come out June 22nd next year, 2018. Uh, Ted Levine, uh, better known as the guy from Science of the Lambs, who tells you to put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> uh, he has been cast. That's Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill, yep. Uh, and then James Cromwell has also been cast for Jurassic World 2. So, hmm. an, in undis- Good names. Yeah, I like it. And my final bit of news comes from the world of Vigia Games. Injustice 2 has released a couple more names for their upcoming title and Catwoman will be back. She's in the first one. Cheetah will be in the game and Swamp Thing will be in the game. So And Poison Ivy. Yeah, we did we did that one last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh those are the three that I saw for this week. Swamp Thing was yesterday and then Cheetah and Catwoman were confirmed today. Uh Cheetah and Catwoman were confirmed on Valentine's Day. They had that they had a video that Whatever. came out. Whatever. Hmm. Okay. They were confirmed in the last it's seven days. They were. <laughs> it's, it's fitting that they were confirmed on Valentine's Day. Why? Why cheetah? Very nice. Why is cheetah? It's very loving because they're both very, felines. Yeah, very loving. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that they're not doing Ares again as the kind of Wonder Woman villain, or at least I hope Ares doesn't come back because he wasn't that interesting to me in the first game. He could just be on and the cheetah roster. Is a, she, what's could, that? You could just be on the roster. Doesn't have to be part of the story or anything. All the characters are part of the story. That's the way it works. No, they don't have to. No, mm, but they are though. This a minimal role, like uh, like a raven, <laughs> like a raven. Mm. She wasn't that integral to the story. Well, either way, I I, I much prefer someone like Cheetah being sure. the Wonder Woman villain than than Ares, who historically um, her main villain. Yeah, yeah, one of her main villains, definitely. <laughs> Uh, that's all I got in news. Uh, I have not seen the Lego Batman yet, so I cannot discuss that. I'm going to see it on Tuesday Tuesday next week. I mean, I've not heard a single bad thing about it, so. That was a lot of fun. It took my kid to see it. And, uh, I will say this. It was really enjoyable. I will say this for the internet community. Uh, because Lego Batman is good, does not give you, or does not mean you need to tear apart Batman v Superman even more still. I mean, it's dead. Stop beating the horse. Like, it, I, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I'll never, I'll never get sick of knocking Batman v Superman. But, Ever. but I love it. The release and success of Lego Batman has nothing to do with BVS. Like, just well, but it resparks, it resparks conversation about Batman, especially Batman in film, uh, and that brings about. But for me, Lego Lego Batman is like separate. It's completely separate from that kind of thing. Um, like, I, I see it not as a parody, but as just for funds. Oh, no, I, I get you. And yeah. I, I'm just saying that just even having Batman in a film, in a movie, regardless of the context, is going to re-spark conversation about Batman in general. And that leads to talking about Batman v Superman because that was the most recent interpretation that we saw before Lego Batman. <laughs> it's, it's bound to happen. Yeah, I agree with as one of the few who did not hate uh, BVS as much as some did because I liked it for what it was. I agree with Dave. Uh, you don't need to keep churning up the hate every time something else comes out. But I get what you're saying, Johnny. It, it has nothing to do, but it, it is a hot topic. You bring up Batman, and all of a sudden, hey, you see that crap of a movie? Yeah, but at the same time, let Lego Batman stand on its own mm-hmm. and let BVS sit on its own whether people like it or not yeah don't compare the two because there's there's no comparison yeah um that'd be like well, wonder I, I will, that'd be like when, when wonder woman comes out is the same thing gonna happen 
Oh, BBS. That sucked so much ass. Oh, I threw that thing in the trash when somebody gave it to me for a present. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, probably. Things I just in general. Things I have watched this week, though, I uh, I did watch uh, the first episode of APB on Fox, and I enjoy that show. Uh, I describe it as what the world, what the Batman world would be if it was just Bruce Wayne and no Batman or Iron Man without Tony Tony Stark without Iron Man type of thing. You and I talked. I love the the main guy, the billionaire. He's just so quirky and just out there. I like I like him. Justin Kirk is a good actor. Yeah. So APB is a good show. You might want to check that out. I haven't watched the second episode yet. Uh, we talked a little bit. I don't, maybe we didn't. Uh, Legion. I saw the first episode of Legion. Awesome. Loved it. Guy at work was telling me you have to watch it. So yeah. I'm, I'll probably check it out this weekend. I've enjoyed the first two episodes of Powerless so far. Uh, it's a little rough. It's just finding its footing, I think. Uh, but I think it has a lot of potential. It's. It was. I've laughed more than a couple times in each episode. So uh, it's just finding its way. It's Alan Tudyk as a Wayne is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried Riverdale, uh, and I will no longer be watching Riverdale. Um, that, that bad. I described it on Facebook as I got to find it here. Uh, the only thing I liked about the episode was Jughead. I liked the guy playing Jughead and I liked his role in, in the episode, the one episode he's like a blogger or he's not even a blogger. He's just kind of the, nar- <laughs> he's just, just kind of the narrator. Um, I want to say a few weeks ago we were on a, uh, geek out in, my daughter was in there. I think she was asleep in the chair and it was on and I didn't even know if she was watching it. And I asked her and she's like, no, why would I watch that? Nice. Uh, Riverdale, I said, is like Dawson's Creek Creek meets Friday Night Lights meets the OC meets Scream, the TV series. Uh, but for me, not in a good way. <laughs> um, also, Which Arch- meets garbage. Also, Archie looks like the main vampire from Twilight with red hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's like super pale like <laughs> i don't know it was like every so often I, this moment would happen i'm like oh yeah they're doing like a friday night lights thing and like oh, oh yeah that's kind of like uh, it feels very oc like and uh, oh they're just gonna put everything into one show and see what works and it didn't take them long because i think in the first episode of the second episode uh betty and veronica kiss Nice. So that didn't take oh, long. right on. That didn't take long at all. Yeah. Uh, I also watched... The Johnny, you want to watch too, don't you? I'm going to check it out. Or at I'm least Google that I'm scene. Gonna, I'm going to have to... Yeah, that's it. I'm going to YouTube that scene. <laughs> I'm sure it's everywhere. I did check out the first episode of 24 Legacy, and I'm I'm halfway through the second episode. I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm caught up on that, and I like it. Uh, and aside- Although, I, <laughs> one thing I don't get, and I don't want to spoil it, I like Jimmy Smith's. Jimmy Smith's running for president. Very cool. But his dad being Joe McCraney. That's weird. not a whole lot of age difference there, if you're being real honest. I mean, Joe McCraney, he's been around for a long time. He's probably in his 70s. I saw him, I saw him, and I'm like, hasn't he already been on 24? <laughs> like, I felt like I've he was. Seen, you know what? I was like, wait a minute. Is this a recurring character? No, it's not. No, because then I remembered, but, oh, it was Red from 70s show. He was on 24. Yeah, yeah that's right. It, Red was on there. But I was like, "This is father and son." I, I'm so part of me doesn't see it. I just didn't but see I, it. I, like I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't know. The age thing doesn't bother me, but it just the they don't look a lot alike. <laughs> like at all. Like not similar, say, so not similar heritages or. Let's see what his mom looks like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Then not that it matters. They're both good actors. Um, so and then I did catch up on Supernatural aside from this last episode. Back twenty four. I'm loving the lead, the the kid that was on uh, Walking Dead, who's now the lead on twenty four. Love, love what he's doing. He was on Walking Dead. Yeah, he's the kid. Uh, he now has the one that went missing with Tara, nah. with the dreads, with the dreads and the glasses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, crap, I can't remember his name. Yeah, he disappeared. Keith? We haven't seen him yet. Keith, I think Keith. Keith yeah. Keith. Heath. You're Heath. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Heath. Sorry, Heath. I yeah, I, I know him as Doctor Dre. Oh, oh that's true. he is Doctor Dre. My bad. Straight out of Compton, and he's also going to be in Kong. I didn't know he was in Kong. Hmm. There you go. Um, plus, he did Romeo and Juliet at the R- Richard Rogers Theater. Oh, speaking of Walking Dead, I I got caught up on that. I was a couple episodes behind. I didn't see the. The um, mid-season finale. I'm, I'm, but I only four. Check that in. out. 
Yeah, I, yeah I, I checked that out and I watched the most recent one. Um, it's still not as good as it was in its first season, but it's okay. I mean, it's something to watch. I I watched two episodes to try to catch up a little bit on Sunday because I had some time to kill. And I think I'm going to transition that show to be a binge show once the season's on Netflix. I, uh, I was, mm. one of the episodes was about as boring as boring gets. <laughs> um, and it was, uh, the episode with Carl and his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's... Roller skating and stuff. And I was, yeah, that was dumb. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things to enjoy about this season so sure, far. Sure, um, sure. and most, mostly it's Carrie Payton playing King Ezekiel. He's awesome. Amazing. I love any scene with King Ezekiel. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. Um, and and it, for me, for me, Jesus. I love anything with Jesus in it. I've liked Jesus. He he, he hasn't been able to shine as much as he should. Yeah, right. I really um, in the one episode. But that, he that, will that same episode with the roller skating. I'm like, this is what they're doing with this character. Like, this is yeah. Really? They will. They will. They will. Trust me. It's coming. Well, they they showed it. a little bit when uh, when the zombies busted into the the hilltop, showing what he could do. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a he's like a, a zombie ninja. He's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I think going into the war, you'll see a, you'll see a lot more of what he can do. And he's the one guy. He's the cog. He's a catalyst. He knows every. He knows where everything is going. Me and Jenny, he knows the hilltop. Me and Jenny were talking about this off so. air the other day. Uh, we both are the same same. Uh, under the same impression that the second half of the season is going to move real slow and the war will be next season. Is, uh, I think it, ki- I think it kicks, kicks up towards the end of the season. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just, well, this feeling it's going to be very slow this half. And then that the main thing at next season is going to be the war. I, I can say one thing that I, that I have not liked about it that, that really bugged me is that in the comic, you guys have read the comics, right? Most. I've, no, so in yeah, go ahead. So in the comics, that current run with Negan, the entire time that Rick was, you know, bowing down to Negan and stuff was all on purpose. Like he was intentionally doing that to look like he had, you know, given into Negan's rule, and then but was <clears throat> still like secretly planning to right. to come back at him. Whereas this season. It was it was Rick being all like, "All right, fine, I give up, I give up." And the whole time I'm thinking it's just a ruse. It's just it's it's he's got some plan in mind. And then and then that that episode comes about the mid season finale, and he's like, "All right, I finally see. Like I understand now. We do have to fight him." And I'm like, "That's not Rick at all to me. Rick never would have succumbed and given up like at all. He just fights and fights and fights and fights and fights." So that really bugged me about that change. Because it's a it's a small, subtle change as far as the story goes. Because it's still the same end result. He still decides that he's going to fight Negan. But it was the fact that he didn't decide. He didn't have that in his mind the whole time. He didn't plan that, you know, from the beginning. It's he really did just give up and decide to be, you know, have the have the place run by the saviors. And well, I think and it was, so that was kind of disappointing. I think as part of the. Uh... Mid-season premiere, he was broken because yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. Spoilers. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> I don't remember from the comics what happened with what Negan wants him to try to do to Carl. I don't know if that was in the comics. I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about from the show. It's not in the comics, so spoilers. So I don't know. That that changes the demographic of the show versus the comics. And I think that's where Rick was kind of – I think that's where he kind of broke him. But I think as it progressed – Rick finally started to see what was going on, and it's like, ah, oh, okay, oh, I'm not this guy. I'm this guy, and I don't know. I think the episode where I, don't know, I can't spoil anything because they had watched, but Aaron getting his ass beat. I think that kind of changed Rick a little bit. Johnny, I don't know if you saw mm, that. No, I, I did. Yeah, it doesn't change to me. It doesn't change to me the fact that the writers decided to have Rick puss out for a well, while. I think it doesn't matter. I, I get it. I get it from, from a, yeah. when you watch the show, it makes sense, but it's a change in the character that I don't necessarily like. Um, and so it bugs me. I right. like Rick to always be fighting right. to no matter what, no matter what happens or what he experiences or goes through. He's had way too many breakdowns on this show, way too many breakdowns. He's a pussy to me at this point. 
Like he he's not strong and and he's not the leader he is in the comics in the show. He is a he pusses out a lot and breaks down a lot and cries a lot. Just be the leader, Rick. Man All right. up. All right. So now that seems to finally be happening. All right, let's move on. Uh, I also did watch Passengers, which I really enjoyed. And I, I like looking at that movie and thinking while you're watching it, what would I do in this situation? <laughs> uh, lots of fun. Good good performances by everybody. Did not finish it, but I will. Um, and Split. I haven't watched it yet. Split is a movie I highly recommend to everyone. Yes! Very See good Split! Uh, good stuff. James McAvoy. Genius. And uh, stay around till that very last scene. It's all set. I'm gonna say M Night Shyamalan back on his game now. Um, it's one movie. We'll see. He's gonna he's gotta go back. He's gotta go back. To, he's gotta go back to back to convince me. No, he did two movies: The Visit. I did not like The Visit. But uh, this one I did enjoy quite a bit, and I, so we can't talk. We can't talk about it because of spoilers and stuff. It's but too new. My yeah. Son, yeah, we'll go offline. And my son had a great theory, and then I, I watched it. and I thought back; he could be, he could have been right, but we'll talk about it later. It's it's definitely a must see. Well, James McAvoy was incredible. I mean, every every character he plays in this movie is so believable. All right, I'm going to start the spoiler clock. Um, so you have we'll we'll give it five minutes, guys. You can skip ahead five minutes when I say go. <laughs> um, and then we'll stop just before the five minutes are up so you don't get spoiled for split if you don't want to hear split. So one, two, three, go. Okay, so the end of split, uh, it reveals that it's the same universe as Unbreakable because Bruce Willis's character is sitting at the cafe and he's taking it all in. And uh, James McAvoy's character has now got a superhero villain name, The Horde. Uh, is what mm-hmm. they're calling him, and then they're mm-hmm. people in in the diner themselves are talking about wasn't there that other guy and what was his name? And then Bruce Willis says they called him Mr. Glass. It looks oh, like oh, 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 yes, just fantastic tie-in. And um, what I'm thinking is uh, what I heard is that uh, James McAvoy's character was actually supposed to be in Unbreakable. He's the first guy that Bruce Willis goes to find um, in place of that guy that had the family. Uh, uh, staying in the house or whatever. Yeah, the, the first, guy, the guy that killed, that killed uh, the the father and locked up the mother and, the and daughters. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. That was supposed to be uh, the James McAvoy character, um, but they took it out. So now, um, now I, you know they could be setting up Unbreakable too, where he goes after this dude. And I hope it. Uh, M Night Shyamalan wants to do the movie. He says he's got the outline done. Hmm. Yeah, he said uh, he said working on the next script, and if you've seen the end of Split, dot dot dot. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so pumped, man. I oh, love yeah. love Unbreakable. Love Unbreakable. Uh, great it's movie. My favorite M Night Shyamalan movie is Unbreakable, and yeah. I'm super glad that it's that it's coming back. And uh, the fact that they tied it in like this, it doesn't feel as cheap. You know, sometimes movies will get a sequel too many years later. Right. Um. So this was like. 15 years ago or something that the movie came oh, out, yeah. right? That Unbreakable oh, yeah. did. So if they had announced M. Night Shyamalan's doing Unbreakable 2 with the history that he has, I feel like a lot of people would have gone, ugh, okay, well, I'm not super excited about that now. But because they did it with this with this, um, with this, this story, they tied it in with the story, and it was like an Easter egg at the end of the movie to yeah. tie it all together, that's it was, brilliant to me. It was such a simple Easter egg, too. Yeah. He's just reading the paper, and he goes, ugh, they call him the horror. And set it down. I was like, "Oh, oh my God! There, there! Wait, that's Bruce." What, no, no. He what? says, "He says they called him Mr. Glass." That's what he says. They called him Mr. Glass. That's it. They called yeah. him Mr. Glass. And Which he said, like, "Oh, great line!" Because that's exactly what Samuel L. Jackson said right before he got arrested. Was they called me Mr. Glass? Awesome, right. awesome comic. And oh, what's great? What's so great fantastic. is the poster for Unbreakable and the poster for uh, Split has like a cracked glass in it. And if you line mm-hmm. them up together, the cracks line up. No lie. Nice. It's that intricate. Uh, what's your son's theory? My son's theory was that the one they that the girl was the one with the split personalities. He said that he thought that the girl was all was all three of them. 
where it was just it was her telling of this from a from a different standpoint. But they found two bodies, right? So but what he told me is like just afterwards he was like just think about it that way, and I was like, oh, you could have gone that way, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that one because <laughs> they both they both could have had the split personalities. They could have. I I liked it. I liked it the way they did it because they set the precedent at the beginning of like uh, the the therapist was talking about people that are broken, um, right? Being you know being powerful or whatever, and then mm-hmm. of course you see that at the end when oh, Mac- McAvoy says you know we're the powerful ones. Uh, it's just awesome. My favorite is the character. He's like, just watch me dance. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. man. It was James a good... McAvoy killed it in that movie. He's he so did. good. Yeah. And I want to see, I really want to see him come back for an Unbreakable 2 and have and, and that, have David Dunn hunting him down. Right, right. And that girl that played uh, the one that was abused by her uncle, uh, she was in The Witch, and she's going to be in that New Mutants movie playing the character of Magic. Yep. Um, Anya Anya Taylor Joy, she's yeah. great. Yeah, she's gonna be Colossus's little sister. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, so yeah, we're at thirty three seconds left. Last thoughts on Split? Um, loved yeah, loved it. Brilliant. Did not see it coming at all. No, I did not. It was one of those. It was like, okay, I got nothing else to do. Let me watch this. I did yeah. know it was coming. Uh, somebody ruined it for me, and uh, I, I, I didn't ruin my enjoyment of the movie because you know I'm waiting for that last scene a hundred percent, but. Uh, I still really enjoyed the movie, uh, even leading up to that point. I didn't—they didn't tell me the exact scene. So, all right, that's the—that's it. We're we're done talking. There's no spoilers here. So, if you got to this point, we're not talking spoilers. Not talking. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Hit the ring the bell. (laughs) There it is. Spoilers over. That's it. (laughs) So there we go. (laughs) Um, that was our talk on split. Five minutes spoiler talk. Um, yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Welcome back to Atomic Geekums Geek Out. We For got, those of you that have fast forwarded, got about thirteen minutes left in the show. We can do whatever you guys want to do. Well, I want to talk about uh, the Flash, the TV show, because uh, in, in the last couple of weeks, I've been out of you know doing podcasting with you guys and Randy. Um, I wasn't watching like any shows, so I had to get caught up on a lot of stuff, um, and uh, I am loving. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Keaston. Uh, well, who's the kid that plays Wally West? Lonsdale. Ke- Keaston Lonsdale is that his name? I think it's um, Keaton or something like that. Yeah, go ahead. I thought it was like Keaston, but you're probably right. Um, oh yeah, it's Key Key and Key. I just look it up. Key and Lonsdale, something like that. I love this guy as Wally West. It was so great to see him suited up and being a superhero and like have Barry teach him. Um. And uh, they did that episode with uh, Clive Yorkin, you know, the dude that, that touches things and then they just, you know, they they, they die. Right. Um, and the, it was it was it was a gimmick the way that he had to be disposed of or not disposed of, but stopped, you know, like for some reason, Feedster blood would counteract his his powers. Kind of dumb. But the way that the way that like Wally did it was super cool that he, he managed to do the phase through thing, which is the way that it seems like every every power that the flash gets he doesn't really learn it by training he learns it by being in the moment and like having to do it you know put in that situation where you do it or you don't kind of thing um and then it was very to me very classic wally when when yorkin was like ah you know i got you now kid flash and he grabs him by the arm and then that look that wally had on his face he's like "Hmm, well look at that that was so awesome i love this guy as wally west he's amazing and I'm I'm ready for Barry to die and Wally to take over. I'm ready. Um, Love it. No, I don't, yep. do not want that. <laughs> yep, yep. What I do think probably will happen is that, um, and I I know there are a lot of fan theories about Savitar and Wally being Savitar, and and a I don't think that's the case, and b I would I would probably be bummed out if that was the case. Um, like a, you know the the Savitar's a future Wally, but the. Uh, what I'd like to see happen by the end of this season is Wally like go out on his own and, and move over to Keystone city and like be the hero of that city. And then he could show up throughout season four of the flash and like help out here and there. They can work together, but I'd like to see him like graduate from being Barry's partner and go to Keystone city and operate as the flash there. 
Sure, they can do a whole thing like he's at the Red Arrow and or Arsenal, and he can go leave and do his own thing. Yeah, yeah, really like that. And then I saw the pictures of uh, the upcoming Gorilla City episode, and uh, they show a lot of Grodd. It's a two-parter. Yeah, right, right. It's a two-parter. So the first one, they go to Gorilla City, and then the next episode is like uh, the the gorillas. Gorilla City invades Earth One. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, I'm, City. I imagine it's like the the two-parter they did with Earth Two last season. That would be yeah, like the similar type of event. Um, so I'm really pumped for that. But then I saw pictures, and they're they're bringing in Solovar, which is awesome. And then Solovar still like the white gorilla, like he is in the comics. That was awesome. And I read in the synopsis that um, uh, that like. Uh, Grodd was the one, like, Grodd kidnapped um, Harry so that he could lure the Flash over because he says he wants Flash's help to defeat Solovar because Solovar has plans to invade Earth-1. And I feel like that's a trick. I feel like Grodd is going to use them to defeat Solovar so that he can take over Gorilla City and invade Earth-1. Because Solovar's a good guy in the comics. Always has been. Always, always, always. So I hope they don't change his nature and make him, uh, you know, a bad guy. It'd, it'd be nice to find out that this is some sort of ruse yeah. for Grodd to get their help. Well, we'll see. Attack on Gorilla City is the 21st, which is next week, and then Attack on Central City follows that. And then we're yes! three episodes away from the musical. Um, that's the 17th episode, which comes out on the 21st of March, is uh, the musical called Duet. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Not looking forward to that one. Well, I'm not a big fan of musical episodes on shows, but the fact that it's Music Meister has a little bit of reason for it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like I've said before, the reasoning behind this one, the reasoning behind Buffy's musical episode, and the reasoning behind Scrubs' musical episode were, it makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. Why they do it on other shows, you know, they don't. But well, I I think what made it on Scrubs for me better. Because again, I normally don't care for for um, you know musical episodes on a show that is not a, you know a musical show. Um, is that the the songs on Scrubs were comedic, right. so it makes it more entertaining for me. Whereas like, uh, you know, on on a typical show that does a musical episode, it's it's not necessarily original songs. They sing songs that have already been you know that are already cover made. songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they cover songs, so... Yeah, Buffy's was all original, too, and most of it was funny. Um, but anyway. Uh, Alright, cool. So, there's 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 John Johnny's soapbox about the Flash. Johnny's yeah. Flash Review. Flash Review! Yeah! <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Linkin Park released a new song today, so there you go. Mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll be talking bad about it. <laughs> he didn't. He just said, "Oh, okay." Yeah, mm-hmm. just saying. Don't don't be talking about. Still pumped for Power Rangers. Can't Ooh. wait for that. Uh, next month. Yeah, ten times more excited for that than Logan. What? Oh, I don't yep. know. Right. I, I would say ten. <laughs> yep. times. I would yep. say ten times. I would say ten times. I'm up <laughs> I'm there. So excited. But, uh... I expect Logan to be good. I guess at this point, from what I've seen and what I've heard, uh, I kind of expect it to be a good movie. So that excitement anticipating it being a good movie or expecting it to be a good movie um down is is now uh like power rangers overtakes that because i don't know whether or not power rangers is going to be a good movie but i really 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 hope it is i think it's got more riding on it for me than logan does so that increases my anticipation and excitement it was so frustrating this week being on nights my boss he thinks he can out geek me he has. He says he collects comics and he knows everything. And he asked me, "So, what do you think about this movie, Logan? What do you think?" I said, "I think it's going to be amazing." Oh, I don't know. Who's the girl, dude? You don't know who the girl is, and you're going to sit here and talk to me about this movie? <laughs> and then he's wanting to quote me like, "Oh, he hasn't always had the claws. They they gave him the claws, and they gave him the adamantium." I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, "I do this. I, I geek out all the time." You, you stop. Just just shut up. <laughs> don't talk to me anymore. And the girl I was working with, she's just laughing. And I'm like, dude, I, this is what I do. This is what I do. Once a week, I geek out with guys that could just bury him. And I, I can't do it right now because I don't want to hurt his feelings. Because he thinks he knows what he's talking about. But I don't want to hurt his feelings. You don't want to get fired. Hmm. No, he's not going to fire me. He's a douche. <laughs> he's lucky he has a job. 
He doesn't he doesn't listen to the show, does he? <laughs> Talking bad about your boss. Shit. I'll tell him to his face. All right. Well, fair enough. Anyway. But no, he was just he was he always tries to get talking to me about stuff. I mean, books and movies and he's like, Well, I I still haven't seen that Civil War movie. Really? Oh, you're that far behind and you're gonna try to talk to me? Get out of here. Just just leave my room. Get out of here. Hmm. Which which Civil War movie are we talking about? Captain America like, Civil War. Like Glory. That's a great one. That's a great movie. It is. Uh, no, Captain America. I know. And he's like, oh, don't spoil it for me. <laughs> spoil it for you? Spoiled, really? Should have spoiled it for him. <laughs> and I said, I looked at him. I said, have you seen the preview for Spider-Man Homecoming? He's like, no. What's that? Wow. Okay, dude. Yeah. All right. All right. That's going to wrap up our show this week, I think. Uh, we are all done here. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me and geeking out about random stuff and Mel Gibson. Oh, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Johnny, there hasn't been a yes. new there hasn't been a new episode, but tell the fine folks where they can find your podcast. Oh well, uh, actually, Randy is tonight editing the podcast that we recorded mm. um, to come out uh, either at the end of this week or or beginning of next week. So that'll be coming. That we're 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 back. Well, actually, I am. I was the one holding us up. I'm back on board. I'm I'm here. So uh, when it does come out, you can find it on Atomic Geekdom, um, and you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Satchel Player. You can hit us up on Twitter at Just Two Pals, and I'm at Johnny Wellens. And uh, we're real sorry we haven't had an episode in a while. I'm real sorry. I guess Randy wouldn't apologize because he wasn't at fault. That's but all right. Life happens. and I'll assume all responsibility. Totally my fault. Sorry about that. But we're back on board. We're back on track. We had a, we recorded a, a, a whole episode, and then we recorded a pal around about um, uh, the the dubbed blacksmith rogues. So we'll have those both of those coming out pretty soon. There you go, uh, Thomas. You record podcasts on this network as well. Tell the fine folks all about it. As a matter of fact, I do. It is myself, yours truly, Dave, and our good friend Miss Monroe. We record the Ringside Geeks, where we talk about wrestling. You might call it scripted. You might call it faked. We call it real, and it's real to us. Shut up. Listen. We know what we're talking about. There you go. Uh, are they on Twitter? You gotta do this they are time. on Twitter, at Ringside Geeks. All right. And I am on Twitter, at Skids underscore world. Yeah, it's my favorite. I had to throw one JR soundbite <laughs> in there just for the Rings at Geeks. Uh, my favorite. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to the Atomic Geekdom Podcast, Geek Out Edition. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, give us a like, follow, and subscribe, please, and thank you. If you liked what you heard, you can give us a rate and review on the iTunes, or just tell a friend. That's also fantastic of you. Uh, if you want to go even one step further, you could join producer Matthew J. Bates II, Cthulhu Collect, on the Twitter and become a patron. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Atomic Geekdom, and you can find out more there about becoming a patron. Uh, but by no means do we expect you to donate any money. But if you can, that's great. Uh, you can find our show along with the aforementioned Just Two Pals and Rinkside Geeks, along with the Two Broke Geeks podcasts at AtomicGeekdom.com. On the Satchel Player, on Google Play, and on the iTunes. Thanks so much again for making it all the way through another Geek Out edition of the podcast. I hope I wasn't too mean to everybody. And Mean? Who's mean? <laughs> hey, the mm-hmm. three-year three year anniversary, right? We got to give a shout-out to Jenny, JD, Jason, the others who have been here. You know, three years, big shout-out. Wouldn't be here if it weren't for everybody. There you go. That's the big shout out. Thanks, Yay. Man. Thanks, Tom. Uh, all right. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Bye. Everybody. All right. We'll see you guys next week.